I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers. You're listening to the 2019 round 11 episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Ted Uncle School of Defending, guaranteed to teach your players how to bump anyone off the ball. Uh, what? No, no, uh, sorry. Uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by usual co-host, Michael Denton. Uh, Blaine is off tonight, uh, having some family time, so we wish him the best with that. But we'd like to welcome our very special guest, Kyle McElhenney, the man behind the Behind the Numbers articles at MLSFantasyBoss.com. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. I'm doing well, Reed. Happy to be here. Very happy to have you. Uh, I know you've had a very popular column this year, and so uh, glad to have you on here to be able to talk some about it and talk it up. And I know you've even got some, uh, I don't know if fan mail was all right, but you got some, some individual <laughs> questions emailed to you last week. So guys, if you're listening, if you've seen Kyle's articles about Behind the Numbers, uh, I'll go ahead and give the shout out to Dummy Run as well over at uh, American Soccer Analysis. Is that right? Yeah. He's uh, helped with do a lot of the background stats with Kyle. Shoot us emails, send Kyle messages. Uh, it's it's great to have the community interaction. But thanks, guys, for joining. <laughs> so happy to have you. Let's talk fantasy soccer. Round 10 review. This was an interesting round, I must say. It was. It was. I mean, I don't know if I would quite call, quite call this a takeaway. Maybe I'm taking away one of my own takeaways. But it seemed like a lot of the teams that we've been dumping on in the beginning of the year have kind of found themselves, at least this week. Uh, Atlanta, both New York's uh, getting wins. Um, LA Galaxy struggling again. Um, I mean, there's kind of those kinds of results all around where teams that in the, were unexpectedly struggling did well this week. I found it to be a very MLS year. A lot of the teams that that haven't done well, like you're saying, we're doing well, but teams that you just don't expect have come out of nowhere. We're seeing these away victories and and home uh, stutters. But Kyle, are you seeing similar things in the numbers? Yeah, I mean, one of my takeaways is going to be that um, this year feels very different in MLS, just the league in general, not only in fantasy, where you're starting to see some stratification and you're starting to see uh, and in particular, these midweek games with the condensed schedule this year are really starting to have an impact on teams' ability to play on Wednesdays, especially. Yeah, it's it's been a beast, and this month is just going to be more of that. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about how our teams did. Mike, how'd you do? Um, I got 97 points, which I thought I had 99, but apparently it got rounded down this morning. Um, I did pretty Okay, I mean, I, I fell into the Vela captain trap like a lot of people did, um, which, I mean, it's not terrible because Vela's floor is still five points. But, um, you know, I didn't have the guts to do Jack Elliott, and obviously I regret that decision. But otherwise, I did okay. 
Um, after Freeze um, got frozen out uh, by his injury, I brought in uh, Miller from LAFC. He got the clean sheet. Um, I also had uh, Joseph Martinez um, after I saw Vermees say that there was only six players for practice one day. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to have Joseph Martinez because regardless sure. of how bad Atlanta is, I, I think they can beat six players, and then they did. Um, and so I think that was probably my best move uh, of the week. Uh, Salinas did well with six. K Pozuelo and Montiero um, did okay. Not the best uh, of Philly choices for me, except for Elliot. But um, yeah, overall, not not a bad week. Kyle, I had uh, my best week of the season. Uh, I got a one fourteen this week. Woo. Um, that was good enough for a week rank sixty five. Uh, I was strongly powered by uh, Captain Jack Elliott. First time ever captaining a defender. Worked out well. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you are have been memed to death by Captain Jack Sparrow. So apologize. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I feel like the poster boy for the Blaine versus Mike fight from, from this year of should I give up or not? Because, you know, in, in the last three weeks, I've gone from 694 to 235. So that kind of helps Blaine's argument, but I also have at this point a stupid budget of 124.8. So <laughs> you, can, you can pick whatever side you want to go on there, but uh, don't give up. I, I still don't think I have that big of a budget at this time. I, I do not. I'm at the twelve. I'm at twelve hundred with a budget of 120 ish. So uh, see, it's I'm, a slightly different comparison. I'm 120.6, so I'm I'm a little bit better. Uh, than, than Mike. I'm in the top 600. My worst half season by far, but uh, it's it's been ridiculous. I definitely had some hiccups uh, myself early on in the season. I, I guess this one counts as a hiccup uh, as well. I had uh, 94 points. The Vela captain trap hit me very hard. I, I didn't see that game, and when I checked it later on, I just, just, just that. That's what I did at my phone because I could not believe that scoreline, especially after hearing Chicago only started one natural defender, after seeing Bastian Schweinsteiger start in the back, after hearing about the Calvo trade, I was like, this, there we go. Maybe my second of the season and ever hat trick captain. I was like, this, I'm set. I'm set. No, not at all. So that was, that was a big bummer. Otherwise, I was really pleased with my team's performance. It was pretty solid uh, for the most part. Uh, I had the, the freeze defender, defender, goalkeeper mishap, but I had budgeted in already and I switched to Miller, so that was easy. I had Trusty, I had Salinas in the back. I had Lima on my bench as a switcheroo who came in along with two Cincinnati players who shall go nameless because they did nothing. Uh, my one defensive hiccup was Lovitz. I, I gave more credit to Montreal than, than – I, I don't think that they deserve. That's not fair. But I, I gave some more credit uh, to them, hoping for more points from Lovitz. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I had Montiero. I had Pozuelo, who came away with a nine. That was still decent without Altador. K got seven, which is okay. Tider really disappointed me. Again, I thought there would be some more there with Montreal. Then I had Vela. And like Mike, I got Joseph Martinez after hearing about Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Vela's 10 as my captain and Martinez is 14. So decent scores, but people who had uh, some more of those Philadelphia picks or those Philadelphia captains in particular really came away with it. Going to our head-to-head -head league, uh, Mike beat Jamie Watson from Minnesota. Uh, both Jamie has been doing doing pretty well this year. I think he may have forgot to set his team this time, but he's, he's pretty busy there on the sidelines, so we can forgive him for that one. 
Uh, Blaine lost to one of our top Patreon supporters, Sherry Snyder. She is second in the Patreon league right now, so go Sherry. I lost to Kyle. Well played. Well played, my friend there. Uh, and if I had to lose, I think this was the way I wanted to do it because, Kyle, you also got the highest – Weak score in our league in the host head-to-head league, so that one fourteen was pretty solid. Um, I will also say, uh, talked up Matt last week, who sent the email with his Philadelphia Cincinnati fight. I lost to Matt too, uh, as well. He had one hundred and three points, so he he got me in that one. Uh, but I did not go in as hard with FCC, and that was not a bad thing. Uh, but <laughs> but he he uh, did so. Good job, Matt, on that one. Uh, Ryan Anderson, who is not Kyle, who I frequently <laughs> mix them up since they both do stat stuff on Twitter, uh, is still leading our, our head-to-head league, 8-0-2. Uh, uh, I think he lost this week, and Sherry just wasn't able to quite catch up to him. She's very, very close. And then over on Patreon, uh, we have River Schuylkill with 8, Schuylkill with 8-1-1, one one, uh, still leading the way. So some tough some tough matches this year. It's been, it's been a great half-season Let's talk takeaways now, guys. You've already teased the fantasy listening audience about takeaways. This this is a week for takeaways. Um, Mike, just go ahead and, and lead us off. Um, Columbus is bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a simplistic way to put it. But if you look at their, I mean, they were we were really excited about them early on. But now looking at it, they've I mean they've won four times, but two of those wins are against New England, and that really puffs up their stats. Um, when they look at the rest of the rest of their results, it's not that impressive. Um, and I mean, as justified as Caleb Porter is in the anger that he has at Ted sure. Uncle, um, I, I mean, I still don't see a whole lot, and that's going to be important this week. I, I don't know that there's a whole lot there for for Columbus Higuain in particular. Um, has not been good this year. He doesn't have the same kind of floor that we've seen in years past. I think um, his age is starting to catch up to him. Um, so I, th- I think that's my first takeaway. The second takeaway is I think New York City is a viable defense. Um, with them playing, I mean, New York City calls it a 3-4-3, but I mean, for fantasy purposes, they're playing five defenders plus two defensive-minded midfielders. So I kind of view it as they're playing seven defensive players uh, in that formation. Um and so I think that they're very viable. They're, I think they're better on the road because they're really using their fullbacks with Tinnerholm uh, and Ben Sweat. Ben Sweat made the team of the week, and Tinnerholm's been putting up pretty good uh, – I'm not sure if it's about fantasy points, but pretty good numbers otherwise and being a big part of their attack. So that's really good when you have a wide pitch. When they're at home, that's been frustrated, and that's why you see a lot of draws in New York City getting 1-1s or 0-0s at home. Uh, but I think on the road, I think they're a much – Better, I think their formation works a lot better on the road. Um, so I think those are the two main ones, and I'll, I'll let Kyle tip it off for, from here. Yeah, so I I had the fortune or misfortune, based on how my defenders lined up, of watching both Cincinnati games this week. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Reed. Um, I mean, they're they're starting defensive midfielders at winger, which is a is a strategy. Um, <laughs> I I I mean, I just wasn't I didn't see anything that they were trying to create. They got to go against San Jose for, uh, was it a half hour at least with 10 men? Um, they're now at a 431 scoreless minutes, um, which almost five games. So to me, and until they prove they can score, you got to keep picking on them. No, that's for sure. Uh, and it, it's a definitely an interesting split between the, the quotes this week with uh, the coaching staff 
talking about, yeah, we're playing people out of position, but what are, it's, it's almost like this, this sort of uh, existential, what are positions anyway? Uh, uh, and then Adi coming in being like, we need to stop that, which <laughs> interesting. Uh, but uh, it's, yeah, it's not working and you're right. It's definitely something to play against when people aren't playing in these positions. I mean, it's just the way it is. People gradually, just gradually uh, gravitate towards their preferences and their strengths. And, and I don't think that's being capitalized and it's really showing that there's a lack of, of identity, which San Jose is embracing and it is paying off for them. Definitely. Uh, I had the New York city FC defense as something to talk about. I'm also going to talk about Portland. Uh, they've got a bit of a rally going on right now, which I must say uh, I'll, I'll own up to it. I wasn't quite sure was, was going to happen. I, I thought RSL would give a little bit more trouble than they did. Um, so if you got Valeri, congrats people who came away with a point or a goal from that. There were still clearly better options, but uh, Portland's doing some good things, and that's important to keep in mind. It's one of the my takeaways is because there's a there's a new signing in in Portland with a uh, Brian Fernandez, and he's coming in hoping to be a bit of a goal scorer. Could be benefiting from that fantasy wise and uh, just Portland in general as they could be coming home very soon. So Portland's on a bit of an uptick, must say. Uh, and then also. I know that we talk about always going in heavy with double game week teams, especially when there's a lot to offer like this week uh, with the, just the Philadelphia team. I know we were even thinking about how many do you really need? And in this case, definitely it was going to be three and sacrifice the Cincinnati players. But if you looked at the, the dream team, it was almost every Philadelphia player, which, which is absolutely <laughs> nuts. It sort of speaks to the ease of the schedule that they had with Cincinnati and new England, that six goal destruction of New England, five goals total differential was was definitely part of it. Uh, but I feel like that's still an outlier that usually we do see more single game week players getting into that picture when you have these limited teams. So uh, not trying to take that out, but that's that's just, just absolutely nuts with how many Portland players there were there. And so I, I had posted on Twitter, wouldn't it be great if the Dream Team actually followed our roster rules with, with just three players? From a team. Mm -hmm. And so I put this together with that. I had Clark with 11 points, Elliot with 17, uh, Lima with 13, Zimmerman with 11, Robinson with 11, uh, Barco with 15, Medunian with 15, Bradley with 11. Um, I, I need I need Matt to help me pronounce this Philadelphia player's name. I'm going to uh, call him Priz. Priz, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Priz with 16, Martinez with 14, and uh, Imahimovic with 13 as well. So that's just using the the, the default sortings with all players because se several players had 11 points or 13 points, and that's how I can put that together. Uh, but I don't know what the points are for that. I think you asked me about that, Kyle. And I was the team value, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't add it up, uh, but it's it's probably baller. <laughs> Uh, at, at this point, I mean, the, the value changed so much. So I, I figured that wasn't super fair to restrict what the team could be. So I just went with our three-player rule. But uh, that, that was not. So that was just one of my takeaways is is it's, it reinforces the double game week teams for sure. But I still don't think that we should uh, disregard some of the single game week players, especially in, in limited times. Uh, and the last question I have, where's this Minnesota offense that we started the year with? Do you guys know what's happened? 
I don't know. Since coming back from his injury, Quintero hasn't been the same. I don't think he's scored for them yet, or if he scored, it's only once, um, which is way – I mean, I, I think that's probably the problem. I don't think he's getting productive. Also, Minnesota's been playing better defenses. Yeah, just playing better defense in general. I think a lot more of their energy is going into keeping the ball out of the net than putting it in it this year. And you want you got to find that balance. Uh, maybe it's good early in the season trying to hope to capitalize on maybe some tiredness later on. But uh, fantasy-wise, we we like those goals. Clean sheets are great, but uh, goals are also also really good. Uh, let's well, do sort of our – go ahead. I do have one more takeaway along that same line. Um, I think it may be time to give the fantasy mullet a haircut. Ooh. So I, I was looking at some numbers this weekend. Um, so one of them is, you know, on these midweek games, uh, looking at the numbers so far this year, we've had eight midweek games. And of that, we've had nine of 16 teams get a clean sheet on those midweek games. That's against a league average of 25%, so a quarter games. And home teams are even better at 62.5% clean sheets. So really on those midweek games that we have this week, you know, look at those load upon defenders. Um, along that same line, I looked at the top 25 players in fantasy points per dollar. So the guys who are giving you really good point returns for being cheap. Uh, of those top 25, 17 are defenders, five are goalkeepers, only two are, for are midfielders, and one's a forward. And that's Vela, who's number 14 on that list. Hmm. And I did a, a regression a couple of years ago that showed that uh, the XG stats that uh, Dummy Run and myself and, uh, and Ryan put out, those are best correlated to predicting defenders' scores. So you have the best chance to be able to predict these defensive outputs, and you're getting the best value. So I know for me anyway, I'm, I'm not going to be as afraid of dumping some money into the back line, particularly with how our budget is right now. No, that's great timing to mention that because we did have one of the questions from Reddit uh, who was asking, it, it seemed that defenders have been doing well over these past weeks just, just from his sort of eye test. And he was he wanted to know, and I, sorry if I, the name escapes me right now, I didn't take that note down. I just had the question. Uh, if we think this is a week to go five in the back, so are you in favor of a five-man back line right now? Uh, I have a four-man back line right now, um, mostly because one of my preferred strategies – um, well, one, I, I hate almost all the forwards this week, so that didn't help. And then uh, the other is if you go four at the back, then you can do uh, basically two defenders on the bench and one in, in the auto rue, and you've got extra chances for clean sheets. So that, that if they both hit, then great. You've got your, your clean sheet bonanza in the, on the bench, and if not, then you've, you've sort of mitigated the risk that comes with defenders if they if because MLS things happen. That's right. Well, I'm going to challenge you right now to think of an equally catchy title for your strategy compared to the fantasy mullet. So, all right. Listen, let's, we're gonna, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to stay with haircuts, if this is the fantasy crew cut or the fantasy flat top or, or what, but uh, think on that, boys. Okay. Uh, some fun stuff before we move on to, uh, to our Patreon housekeeping section. Uh, just some of the most surprising moments. I'm going to start out with a few of mine right here. I already said it, the LAFC Chicago nil-nil. That blew my mind fantasy wise and just game wise with, with LAFC in general. They've been shut out for a little bit. This has been interesting to see. I, I want to say that it's not going to hold out for long because they've got so much talent. I don't know if people are just bunkering and that's, and that's the way it's going to be. We've got to see, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you might go a little light on some LAFC players 
going forward. Uh, Orlando versus Toronto. I really thought we were going to see goals on both sides of that game. Orlando had 18 shots during this match and and nothing fell, which has, I guess, been kind of the the pattern with Orlando over the past couple of years. But uh, that was that was just a big surprise that I had right now. And I was also just surprised by that Montreal game. Uh, my big credit to to New York City FC for for getting better on defense after the, the rough start that you guys had. Uh, but I really thought that at home that something could happen there. So I was really surprised about that. Uh, so come on, guys. Give me some more surprises. Kyle? Uh, I mean, you'd have to think that Philadelphia putting up six on New England is a surprise, even if New England's not very good. I left uh, that for it, you all. It, uh, <laughs> I mean, so right, Philadelphia played Cincinnati and New England, not the toughest competition, but they kind of have the feel to me right now of like the SKC of the East, which is both helpful and unhelpful for fantasy. So we know they're, I mean, they've been creating chances all year. Maybe they're starting to finish them, but they've got so many players at about the same level that you're never really sure who's going to go off each week. So keep an eye on them uh, when they start playing some better teams and see how for real they are. Mike, final just uh, surprising moments to leave us with. Um, I mean, I was pretty surprised that you could actually review for interference. Uh, I saw that at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I was really oh, amazed that that actually you're, happened. You're, you're getting your censure mailed to you just like <laughs> <laughs> In the mail. In the mail. Yes, I managed to weave in a Saints reference and make fun of Reed at the same time. Yes. Um, no, I, th- I mean, I think the uh, – I, I mean, I, the, I only wanted to add with Kyle, I was surprised that New England did so bad. They had a team meeting, guys, where they said they were going to get it together. And they were together and united, and it, it just didn't work. Yeah. I don't understand. I can't, I can't see Friedel here much longer. I don't he's, – he's lost that team. Yeah. I, I don't know how I missed it. I knew that, that Colorado was getting a new coach, and when I was reading some of the reviews, I was like, wait, Connor Casey, what? I just totally missed that Connor Casey was now coaching Colorado, and <laughs> part of me couldn't be happier. I don't know, but that, that – Yeah, we, we should – I don't think we covered that. If, if you're a, in, the, you know, in England or something and you don't follow MLS news, Colorado did fire their coach. Uh, they placed him with Connor Casey, a man who has talked about how he doesn't like to watch MLS or other soccer because it's just not all that interesting to him. So, you know, if you want to pick against Colorado, that's probably a good idea. Just gonna... still, it's, still kind of <laughs> it's not breaking news. It's not a surprise, but, you know, maybe you should do that. <laughs> uh, the last thing I will mention before we move on is Vancouver was the benefactor of that Colorado game this week, 3-2. Uh, to two, So Colorado still has an attack going, thanks to Kai Kamara. But uh, that's, that's a, a, another good result for Vancouver. Uh, I think they had two weeks of two or three goals and then another two weeks of, in the last four weeks of a single goal game. So there's, there's a little bit there for Vancouver. Keep an eye on them. I feel like they're a little bit of an under the radar. They're not fantastic. Some of these performances have been against weaker teams. Uh, but, but there's some players there to work with. So, so in the right circumstances, which may be a double game week, Vancouver may be – uh, a team to look at or when they're going up against the weaker team. So uh, I'm just, I'm going through the list here to see just to prevent being, being called out because as I, as I botched last week, um, if I'm wrong, you can call me out, but if I'm right, you can't, that's, that's not how this works. Uh, I can only get called out when I'm wrong. So uh, we got that there. Uh, mentioned DC United. We did have a question about what was going on with Columbus's defense and they're, they're missing two key players right there. So um but it was good to see uh, Lucho and Rooney 
connecting some again, especially uh, coming up for this for this round. Just want to want to see some of that form back in DC United, especially since they're going up against Sporting Kansas City. So we'll see how that looks like. So, all right, I think that covers it. If I miss anything, please do uh, send me a message at MLS Fantasy Boss on Twitter. Remember, if I'm wrong, you can call me out. Uh, but if not, then that's that's not how this game works. Uh, and also, these these fine fellows here, you can send them messages on Twitter as well. Guys, give a shout out for your handles. Um, at Mike that Tiger. And I am at MLSFB underscore BTN. That's right. Hashtag branding. That's how that works. <laughs> Behind the numbers. Okay, guys, the Patreon housekeeping section. Patreon, uh, the supporters have been fantastic. Thank you so much to everyone uh, who continues to support. And uh, we're getting, uh, I announced that we're going to be getting the, the the koozies ordered and get some of those logoed items to send out. So once I have all that in, I'm going to start shipping those things out. I'm hoping to get it all in before the end of this half of the season. I, I might have to get it all together over the, the Gold Cup, but uh, trying to get that stuff in. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting. Uh, thanks for all the comments and like Matt sending the email and the other messages I get on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, for participating, joining this community. And a big congrats to Phil Luchford, who becomes a father again. A little girl, is that right? Yes. It's a little girl. Uh, Phil's been he's been a Patreon supporter on and off, been a commentator on and off, a great member of the fantasy community. So congrats, Phil, from all of us here. And uh, if, if anyone's interested in learning more about Patreon, you can head over to uh, patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i and just learn how you can be part of this great community and get a chance to be part of our league and win prizes and even be on the show so it's it's a it's a great thing trust me you want to check it out uh, but now we're doing housekeeping and for housekeeping we talked about double game week teams during double game weeks and that's what's happening Wednesday, May 8th at 7 o'clock p.m. the double game week madness starts with Atlanta versus Toronto. And then it just keeps going from there. Uh, we've got eight teams on a double game week this week. That's Atlanta, Toronto, Columbus, LA Galaxy, Chicago, New England, New York Red Bull, and Montreal. Of those teams, Atlanta, Columbus, and Chicago have a double home game, depending on how many people you want is up to you. And Montreal has a double away game. So that's how all that breaks down. Buy teams this week, that's zero. Nobody's on a buy. But if you're looking for switcheroo fodder, those uh, those scrub bench players, I recommend looking at Sporting Kansas City and Houston. You can cover all the positions. They also have later games in the week, so it should give you plenty of time to adjust your transfers as you are seeing the games and results come in. So uh, that's the little wrap-up. Uh, we got some, I don't know about many injuries, but we also have uh, some announcements for some vacancies coming up. So, Mike, give us that injury news. Um, I think the biggest one uh, of the week is Barco. Uh, the U-20 World Cup is starting, so all the players who have been called uh, into the U-20 World Cup are gone. Uh, the most prominent, especially for the double game week, is Barco. So he's going to miss, I think, the next seven games is what I read. Yep. Um, so obviously that's a big loss. Um, some other injuries, if they're a Sporting Kansas City player, they're probably hurt. Um, we saw a lot of injuries with uh, Philadelphia last year. You're probably not going to pick them up for uh, – excuse me, last week. Uh, you're probably not going to pick them up this week, but um, there's a bunch of injuries, Freeze, Aronson, uh, and a whole lot. You probably got stung with that last week, but um, you don't need that a whole lot now. Um, Josie Altidore is 
scheduled to return this week. Um, Toronto is listing him as questionable for the mid game, midweek game, then probable for the uh, weekend game. So kind of keep that into uh, account uh, when making your picks. Uh, we'll probably talk a lot about that a little bit with Pozuelo. Um, BWP missed for a groin injury. Um, also, he has had a really bad run of form, so I'm not sure if he's like actually hurt or they're just saying that to be nice. But he's on the injury report, so be aware about that if you wanted to pick him or if you're looking at one of the other uh, New York Red Bulls uh, forwards. Um, let's see. Uh, Pines for DC United is going to miss some time. Um, I'm trying to, I think I had it written down here. Uh, Ofori for New York City, uh, the defensive midfielder came off. Um, I'm not sure how long that injury is going to be because it's New York City and they don't tell us anything about injuries. Um, an interesting note on Fernandez, Portland's new signing. Um, he had just gotten a three game suspension for spitting on a fan. Um, it is not thought that MLS is going to let that carry over from Liga MX into MLS, but MLS has not clarified that yet. So in case you're trying to be crazy differential, um, watch that one. Um, and I think that's it. I don't think there's um, any red cards that affect these teams. Um, and just go and check the accumulation warnings. Um, it hasn't been updated yet, but just that's always a good thing to check on Wednesday because they don't update that before Wednesday. All right, thank you so much, Mike, for that. Uh, Kyle, anything to add before we move on? Uh, no, Mike did a great job. Excellent. Uh, let's go on to our ESPN Plus Round 11 preview. I, I hesitated there for a second because I was looking for a good time to mention this, and I'll just do it now since I've already started talking about it. Uh, I just noticed this today. I don't know exactly when it was changed, but if you look at the sort by options in the fantasy game and you start looking at your options there, uh, I'm sure most people do price or maybe points last week. You now have the option for last three average, and that shows you the average score of your player over the last three rounds, which, as we've mentioned before, uh, factors heavily into if the player is going to get a price increase or a price decrease, decrease if that's likely. Uh, I just noticed this, and I sent an email out uh, or a Twitter out, message out, tweet out. It's all jumbled up. Uh, I sent a message out asking if, if this was new, and it, it used to just be form, and it, it got a new change. Uh, James changed that, and, uh, you know, I like it. it. It makes more sense. It jumped out at me, and I think that was a great change. So a small quality of life change. Yes, they are listening, but there's only so much that can happen during the season. So uh, if you do have comments and feedback about the game, please feel free to send them to us. We can get them out to people at MLS. Uh, and of course, at the end of the year, we'll be open to that feedback. So uh, thanks a lot, James, for for that little change. It's It's been fantastic. Um, just, just keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks. Uh, okay. Sorry, enough of that little aside. ESPN Plus Round 11 Preview. If you don't know about ESPN Plus, then you're not listening to this show enough. Uh, it's, it's just a great streaming option to be able to uh, watch a lot of games that are available now or later, whatever works for you. Regional blockouts and blackouts do apply. That's just how society is now with the way all this media stuff works. Uh, but it's still a great investment. It's five bucks a month. It's super easy. If you want to join in that fun, it's more than just soccer, but that's all that we care about. Head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. Check out the sidebar for the, the ESPN Plus. Get a free seven-week preview of it. And then uh, let me know what you think about it. I'd love for have other people having fun and experiencing this content. And, uh, you know, it helps support the show. So 
Uh, single game week options, guys. This is sort of the first obligatory question we always have to cover with. I said that made it sound like I don't like it. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> single game week choices. We always have to cover it. And uh, we're just going to do it right now because I don't think there's many options that you're going to want to consider with the teams that are available and the numbers. So, Kyle, single game weeks, do the numbers say anything about that? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be the bad guy and say that there's very little statistical reason to ever pick a single game week player. I think uh, Eric Thulin on Twitter at some point did the math, and it's, or maybe it was Andrew Crawler, one of the two, uh, just your baseline is so much, but both your 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 base and your uh, top end is so much higher when you have double game week players. And I I didn't even look at any, so I couldn't tell you who to pick if I wanted to. Hey, that's that's really telling in and of itself. Do you agree, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's um, w- once you have you know we've got eight double game week teams. Um, and I mean, a couple of like big hitters, Toronto, LA Galaxy, um, you know, even, you know, Atlanta and Montreal, you talk about some of the top teams in the conference, you know, it's not like we have a double game week of Colorado, Vancouver, FC Cincinnati, um, and, you know, the New England Revolution. It, it, there's there's a lot of really good players on here. Uh, and particularly, I think this week, there's a lot of really good um, midfielders, like kind of defensive-minded midfielders with higher ceilings than usual. And and to me, that just kind of makes it super easy uh, because you're going to want the defenders, two shots at a clean sheet, two shots at getting those extra bonus points. Uh, And then the forwards get two shots at at scoring goals. So, um, you know, other than rotation risk, I think it's just easy to to do this. I think you have to go double game week. The only option that I have, I agree with everything that you guys have said. The only option I'm going to suggest is at, at keeper with a keeper roo. We did have a question come in asking about a keeper roo, and uh, the way everything lines up with you, you can't do a keeper roo with double game week teams. Uh, it's just it's just not going to work because of how how the mechanics work. But uh, you could easily preview almost every double game well you could preview every double game week team uh, with somebody on your bench and then decide what you want to do i don't recommend looking at any of the teams on saturday as your single game week keeper option because the games are rough i mean you're looking at colorado and real salt lake or seattle and houston and i don't like those chances so if you look for a single game week keeper roo option then i think you're looking at either hamid or guzan with a sunday match uh, especially if sporting Kansas City woes continue. So that's the only shout out. Guzan, Guzan's not a single game week. Oh, he's not, is he? I don't even worry about that. It's Hamid. That's Hamid's in my lineup, and I just I was just scrolling through here, and I'm like, oh yeah, Atlanta has that game, so I should I guess I should mention him too. No, he's a double game week keeper. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we were if we were going to talk about single game weeks, it's probably DC United uh, at home against Sporting Kansas City, unless their injury rows dramatically turn around. I think that's where you would go, but I don't know if you can really logistically budget to, uh, you know, to keep Rue or switch Rue, a DC United player, unless you have a really good budget. Oh, well, yeah, it just depends. But Kyle is totally right with, with the way the numbers work out. And that's why I think keeper is yeah. probably the only option you might have as a single, single game week player, but it would be a keeper room. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go on to these double game week guys that we're all going to want. So, Let's start talking about keepers and defenders. Uh, Mike, lead us off. 
All right. Well, first I'm going to do a mea couple because I did forget one big injury. Uh, Piatti has already been declared out for both games uh, this week. Um, so come and keep in mind. That said, I'm still picking Montreal. Um, you know, at Red Bull Arena, that's not the best match, but we, I'm not entirely sold on Red Bull right now. Um, we see them struggle even at home. Um, but more importantly, their second game is against Cincinnati. So, like Kyle said earlier, unless they can prove to me that they can score, and we've seen how good Montreal is defensively, I really like that for clean sheet opportunities. So, I have Evan Bush um, is going to probably be my keeper. I haven't been a keeper rude. Basically, if something like what happened to Freeze happens, um, I also have uh, Lovitz. Uh, then, for the rest of the defenders, I have um, Robinson, um, really good so far uh, with Atlanta. He's a little bit cheaper than LGB. Um, LGP, excuse me, um, at 7.8. He just got 11 points last week. He's been pretty good as far as getting bonus points too. Uh, so I like that. And then I have uh, Polenta for LA Galaxy. I haven't done enough research to know whether he's out of position or not, um, but he's getting a lot of assists. He's been very involved in the LA Galaxy attack. Um, so even with New York City being defensive, that's still a cross-country trip for New York City. Uh, and I think that matchup against Columbus is pretty good considering uh, Columbus is – I think they're missing both their fullbacks, right? That's where the injuries are. Um, so yeah. I think there's a lot of opportunity for the Galaxy, for Polenta to keep making crosses. Um, and, you know, I don't know about great clean sheet opportunities for either of those, but we've seen New York City struggle to score and the same with Columbus. So I think it's a decent enough shout. Uh, and then I have Kaplhoff um, from Chicago um, on the bench. Um, basically, New England Revolution, they have trouble scoring. I mean, those, maybe they'll score one, but Chicago also has um, two home games. And the second home game is against Minnesota, who we also talked about having uh, trouble to score. So I feel like that's a pretty decent uh, shout. So that's where I went with my uh, defensive picks. Sure. Kyle. Yeah, so I think Mike already hit on all the teams that I'm targeting as well. Um, the the name of the game for me in double game weeks is bonus point production, which Mike also already hit on. So I'll just get into the picks. Um, in the back, I've got Osted from Chicago as my keeper because he gets to play New England in a midweek game. I mentioned earlier, midweek games are defensive cold. <laughs> and then uh, I've got uh, Kappelhoff from Chicago and Robinson from Atlanta in my lineup. And then in a, uh, a switcheroo or auto-roo on the bench, I've got Polenta and uh, Diallo from Montreal. I think Diallo's got a little bit better bonus point production than Lovitz does. So that's the reason for that. Yeah, you guys are pretty much mirror images. Uh, Lovitz is the, the more budget option. I know Diallo's a little bit more expensive, so that's why people might look toward him. Uh I'm just going to throw out some other options, and you guys have covered lots of, of great information. I like both of those keeper picks. Uh, that's that's a good pickup, but that, that New England team is such a good one to bet against right now. Uh, if you're looking for something else outside the box, just trying to help expose other ideas, LA's not been horrible on, on defense. They've had a couple of clean sheets recently, uh, definitely a bit of an uptick. Uh, Columbus has been struggling, and then – New York City FC, Mike said maybe better on the road. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but maybe a decent shot at one clean sheet. Maybe go with Bingham in the back. That's worked out. Uh, Polenta's a great option right there, but if you don't want to go with him, I think uh, Bingham's someone you could consider this week as well. Uh, and then if you need to go, maybe maybe Columbus generates some of those bonus points because of all these shots. If you want to, maybe someone like a Josh Williams uh, might be an option there. I don't know. You know Zlatan's going to be 
putting that pressure on so the the defenders are going to get a workout and then they got to have LA Galaxy and then LAFC uh, it's going to be rough and Vela's going to be coming right down as well so that could be an opportunity for bonus points for those center backs for Columbus so maybe maybe Williams is there um and then uh what is Corrales is starting for Chicago as well. Is that right? 4.9 could be a great budget option if you don't want to go with someone like Kapelhoff. Yes. Well, is Corrales going to get who, – who's going to get moved out to make room for Calvo whenever Cal, – because I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that Calvo gets some time in some of these – one of these games. Yeah, that's that's I, I just don't know. No, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I would think Calvo slots in as an outside back, to be honest. I think that's where he plays for Costa Rica, and I think that probably makes the most sense for their system. We'll see. Any anything that frees up Swan. They've been playing. They've been playing three at the back, or they've been playing four. I think they've been, they've been doing three ten. at the back, ten in the back. Okay. <laughs> that's been the name of the game. Ten, sometimes eleven. That's that's how they've worked. Uh, but so there's just some other options for people to consider. Uh, and now let's go on to our midfielders, Mike. All right. So um, I'm gonna start off with two Toronto midfielders. Um, Michael Bradley, we always talk about him as the prototypical, hey, defensive midfielders are great for double game weeks. Um, I think Toronto is going to have a very busy time um, playing at Atlanta um, and then um, with Philadelphia coming. So I think Michael Bradley is going to get a lot of opportunity for bonus points. I think he's a really high uh, floor. So I really like him this week. I also have Pozuelo. Um, even though he sort of struggled with Josie, um, He's still been putting up like sixes as, as his low. So, I mean, that's 12 points right there. Plus with Zo- Josie looking to come back um, at least in the midweek, maybe a little bit of time. Excuse me. Josie definitely coming back in the weekend, maybe a little bit of time midweek. I think he'll, he'll have some opportunities to get some shots. Not to mention Atlanta hasn't been all that scary defensively. So I think they'll get some some clear opportunities there. Also, Jonathan Dos Santos, um, I mean, his bonus point production has been ridiculous this year. Uh, I mean, he's probably almost a must-have any week unless there's just like a a terrible matchup or other teams have double game weeks. But when he has a DGW, I think he's almost a must-have. And then on my bench, I have Pedro Santos. Um, He should have scored uh, this past week. Um, He's probably one of the lone bright spots uh, for Columbus. And and as much trouble as they have, it's still – Two home games, um, you know, in LA Galaxy is completing a, a cross-country swing. You know, they had to stay over in New York before flying to Columbus. So it's a little bit of tired legs, not as much time recovering. So I, I think Columbus may ha- at least have some shot to catch LA uh, napping there. Yeah, that JDS, that's a, that's a good pickup right there. Uh, looking at... LA Galaxy, they've been doing better offensively as well, and I think we usually look for some of those attacking options, but it's not been in midfield. It's all Zlatan. So, uh, but but that is a defensive midfielder. That's where, where his points have been coming from and really helping the LA's midfield. So that's a great that's a great shout-out. Kyle, who are you looking at? Yeah, so I'm going to start with the the trinity of bonus point production of uh, uh, G- Dos Santos, as Mike mentioned. Uh, Pozuelo is up there even in some limited time. And then uh, Carles Heel from uh, New England Revolution. Um, I know his team is garbage, but if you look, he was he has got 11 attacking bonus points and 12 defensive bonus points this year, which is by far the most balanced player on on the stat sheet. Um, so that gives you, you know, I think a, a baseline of you know minimum 10 points this week without 
bring any goals or assists. So I think he's a good option. Uh, and then uh, from Atlanta, I uh, would have loved Barco, um, but uh, I think pr probably your best chance is uh, Gressel this weekend. I think he's your most consistent producer. And then Chicago with that double home game against two uh, teams that are can be flaky on defense. I think Katai is your best option. Uh, a little more attacking um, gives you a chance to, if you want to uh, switch your ruse, try to try to swing for the fences a little bit. All right. So you know, I'm going to mention this. Uh, you, you mentioned Heal with with New England. He's a sub 10 million player. We mentioned Pozuelo as well, 13 million player. Uh, both for the same reason to pick. Well, I guess not the same reason, uh, but the same reason in the sense that they can generate those bonus points that can average out over this this week. Does that 13 million price tag seem too much for that average compared to that sub 10 million? Is that any reason for people to to maybe not go with a Pozuelo? Uh, so I actually looked at some some stats this week on that as well. So this was. I think we're getting to the era of some must-have players in MLS. Ooh. So if you look at if you look at the PP the points per ninety, Pozuelo is at twelve point six points per ninety. That is by far the highest in the league. The next closest is Vela at ten point seven, and Zlatan at ten point five. And then there's really a tier break down to Elise at nine point two, and actually Salinas is at eight point six as well. Mm. So to to me. Pozuelo, Vela, and Zlatan. I don't understand how Zlatan scores, but he just does. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are those are the three guys that I'm going to be forced to look at every single week, home or away, because they produce. And it, it's not a, it's not necessarily a fun way to play the game, but it's buffering against getting smoked. I think. Hey, that's <laughs> fair. That's totally fair. Uh, what about Red Bulls? We had a question about New York Red Bulls. Is there anyone? from that team that you're going to consider for a midfield spot or any spot, but midfield, I think are the best options. Uh, for me, it's, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Rakowski. Um, the, the sort of, he's sort of a number eight who plays for them. He's pretty, pretty solid, both my production. And again, they're, they're a team that, that we never really sure where production is going to come from, but he could be a, a cheaper D mid style player. Mike, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, Royer is kind of slow down this year. Um, and I think a lot of their points this past week came from defenders. Um, you know, I mean, Royer got six points. Etienne got six, but after that, it's a bunch of fours and, and, and lower outside of Rachowski or however you say that name. Um, so, I don't see that there's a whole lot of value in the midfield. Kaku is coming back, I think, after his suspension, or he'll come back for the second game. But, I mean, I don't think anybody wants anything to do with him. Um, and quite honestly, he may clog things up and make it worse for everyone else <laughs> with how bad he's played. Um, one, one notes I did want to say is uh, I had looked at Katai and Gil, too, um, but Katai had been rotated in their Chicago's last double game week. And then Gill um, in New England's last double game week, he did play both of them, but in the second game he only got one point. Um, and that was that you know beat down against Sporting Kansas City. So I mean maybe that's just a total aberration, um, and I shouldn't pay too much attention. But that's kind of like flagged to me as like maybe there's a little bit of um, not as much production over the double, double game weeks as some other players. 
Yeah, valid worry. Uh, if you are looking at Atlanta as options without Barco, I mean, you can go with Pity, but uh, we've, we've seen that's not been fantastic. Gressel may be the better option with that. Yeah, I, I, I looked at Gressel. Um, I also, um, if, if you're looking for more budget players, uh, Villalba, since I'm assuming they're going to have to replace hmm. Barco, uh, and I'm assuming Villalba is going to get that um, spot. Uh, we know how he's been able to produce. Um I, just to be honest, I watched Atlanta's uh, against Sporting Kansas City. Atlanta is really, really good when they don't involve Pity Martinez in anything that they do. <laughs> that's, that's such a pity. That's such a pity. Uh, and again, I'm going to go back to Columbus, just some other other options for people to think about. Um, if they're going to be having these big offensive teams play them, you may look for some of their defensive midfielders as well. Will Trap comes to mind. However, the other news is uh, – that they're going to have a new, a new uh, defensive midfielder coming from Portland as well. So, uh, what do you guys think about that trade? Um, yeah, that that's an interesting one. I mean, I guess we'll. I, we, I'm assuming he's going to see time, but I can't imagine he's going to displace Will Trap. Um, I mean, Will Trap is pretty much royalty in Columbus, so. <laughs> but it could be some uh, some split minutes. Yeah. I guess that's what we're talking about, and of and of course it's it's David Guzman. Sorry, I just forgot to mention that David Guzman <laughs> coming into to Columbus in a weird, very MLS trade. What was it? Columbus sent Portland an international spot, who then sold that to Houston. You would have thought that Columbus could have just sold it to Houston. I don't know, but it was something like that. But then Columbus, um, Houston like sold it back or something. I'm- it's 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 super MLS. Like we had another Gam for Tam trade as well. Like these are. These are the trades we get for with MLS, so it's always fun right there. Um, but no, I think I think those are lots of the good midfielder options that you're looking at. Uh, with Piotti gone, I don't know what you look at. Maybe Tider could slip in there again. He did very poorly this, this last round, but Cincinnati could offer some options for him as well. So uh, lots of good options, I think, that people have with midfield. Let's go on to forwards now. Kyle. Uh, so I, to me, it seems pretty thin this week. So I've got uh, Zlatan and Joseph Martinez in the lineup. And then if Altador is playing on Wednesday, uh, probably we'll slot him in. Um, but beyond that, I, mean, it, I didn't see anyone who, anyone who interested me from a either a scoring or a buzz point s- scenario. Uh, I also have those two uh, in my starting lineup as well. Um, I mean, I think Zlatan's most owned at this point. Um, you know, Joseph Martinez, e- even without Barco, you know, two home games and, um, you know, Orlando's a rivalry game. So I, I think there'll be a lot of excitement in, in the uh, stadium for that one. So hopefully he'll get something there. And then on my bench, I have White from the New York Red Bulls. Um, he's a 5.9 forward. He's gotten five and three um, in his past two, which is okay for 5.9 on the bench. So. Um, I put him on there because I was pretty much broke at that point <laughs> to make out the double switcheroo. Um, and and we'll see if uh, the Red Bulls can't do something with that. No, I uh, I agree with you, Kyle, as well. It's been kind of slim pickings this week if you're looking for uh, a forwards. Um, I had my first two players, kind of like, like Blaine talks about how he uh, uh, will um, – do his forwards first and ends up just sort of having whatever's left with defenders. Uh, and, and the first two players I put in my team were uh, Zlatan and um, Martinez as well. So 
easy picks this week. I think they're going to be being everybody's team. My third pick, though, a little bit different. I went with New England Revolution, which maybe it's crazy. And I went with, with Caicedo. And the reason I did this was he's, he's on a bit of a form right now. And he's been putting in some goals. He got two goals against the Week in Sport in Kansas City. He got one goal against Philadelphia Union. That was one of his two 90-minute games of the week. He got 65 minutes against Sporting Kansas City. So he's got a 12 and an 8 as his last two average. He's going against Chicago, which has been playing defensively, but may try to be a little bit more offensive against New England, especially at home. And then he's going to be going against San Jose, which have been doing better, but but they can still let some of those goals in. So I, I thought for 7.3, that was a pretty decent budget shot, but uh, if if I'm going to start liquidating for players, that that might be one of the first ones I, I ditch to free up some money to try to maybe buff up my defense or something like that. And do we have a name for that that tactic yet, Kyle? Uh, no, I'll I'll put out a poll on Twitter and we'll see. Oh, do a, fans a, decide. a poll on Twitter for Kyle's defensive just defense in the back. But Caicedo, uh, maybe maybe that's an option some people may consider if you're looking to go a little bit outside of the box for, for where you're looking at. So, uh, and if we're throwing out outside the box, maybe look at Chicago forwards. Um, I mean, I know they've kind of struggled recently, but Sapong's at 8 million, Nikolic is 7.8. Um, I mean, two home games. Um, I mean, Minnesota's decent defensively, but I mean, we know how, what, how much of a train wreck the new England revolution are. So that, I think that's something to think about if you're trying to do differential, maybe go there. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what we're trying to do with some of these picks as well. We're not just telling you who we have because I'll get it together this week and post the chalkboard. But uh, I, I literally fell asleep once. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I was sitting at the computer and fell asleep and missed the and missed the deadline uh, for <laughs> posting the chalkboard. Uh, but no, we want to let you guys know some other options that you may consider if if you want to try something different or if and not just differentials for differentials sake, but if there's something in the back of your mind, like if you were sitting there thinking, man, Caicedo's done pretty well. Is, is that, is that crazy to go with this guy? <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, no, it's, it's not. I mean, get Joseph Martinez, get Zlatan because it's crazy not to have them as Kyle's pointed out to us. But, but yeah, Caicedo is someone that you could definitely consider. Alf if he's going to be in both games would definitely be a guy that I consider, especially with his, his chemistry, with Pazuelo and uh, and White, so those those are other people that if it's not always crazy, and so we just want to make sure you guys have those options. So uh, let's wrap this up, fellas, with our captain picks for round eleven. Mike, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I went with Pazuelo. Um, I I could be open to changing my mind on that. Um, but why? Um, what's that? Why? Why did you go with Pazuelo? Why did I go with Pozuelo? Um, you I just like bonus points. Um, you know, it, just in general, I like midfielders more than forwards, you know, just because of their a consistent floor. Because um, to, to me, it was between Pozuelo and Zlatan. Um, and I mean, New England, New York City's been better on the, on the road. So I don't want to get, you know, him throw up a two whereas Pozuelo is probably going to get, you know, two sixes and maybe more. So it's it's a tough call. I can see Zlatan going off on Columbus or New York City or both, and, you know, especially since it's my team, probably against New York City. But, um, <laughs> and if you don't get you know, 
And if I don't care, I mean, honestly, that's probably, probably what I should do. I should probably switch to Zlatan just to make sure New York City wins. <laughs> Kyle. So, uh, Blaine's not here this week, but I do have my very own Lily to help pick, uh, <laughs> to help pick captains. This is my dog, Lily. And I, uh, I gave her two dog treats, one for Pozuelo, one for Zlatan. Uh, she walked over and sniffed Zlatan and then uh, went over and ate Pozuelo. So uh, we're going Pozuelo this week because that's, uh, that's how the lilies have spoken. That, that could go both ways. That, that she could either be saying that I've eaten Pozuelo because I want you to pick Zlatan, but I, I get it. Hello, Sophie. It's my dog. Uh, so you guys are both going Paws, and that was definitely part of my captain consideration. I currently have the armband on Zlatan, and here's why. Of all the games that Latan's played, uh, see here, two, four, six, eight, eight games, he has scored in all but one of them, at least a goal in all of them, uh, sometimes two goals, sometimes a goal and assist. The only time, though, that he has not scored in, in a game was during the last double game week against Minnesota. So Minnesota RSL, he did not score against Minnesota, got it against RSL. I I don't know if that's going to hold true. The man is just a, a beast, as we all know. Uh, I like the opportunity against Columbus. I, I think that that could be really good uh, for him, especially with some of the weaknesses there. And then, But you're right, Mike, the New York City game is the one that, uh, that I'm a little worried about if that's going to hold up. But it's back home in L.A. That's definitely a place where he wants to do well for the fans. And as much as I do love going with midfielders for the bonus point production, I mean, this could be a double brace kind of week for Zlatan so, or, or a double goal and assist or something. I mean, I don't know. That's what's pushing me to Zlatan right now is just what he does. And, and that's what I have. But this is definitely going to be a week for the captain poll. Uh, we haven't been doing them recently because it seemed just so overwhelmingly Captain Vela that it's <laughs> it's not even really – it's like, who are you captaining? Everyone's going with Vela. That's fine. Whatever. So we haven't been doing them as much. Uh, but this definitely seems like a week for the captain poll. Let us know who you are looking at for your captain. Also, let us know any questions that you have. I mean, there's we had over 1,200 listens to the last show. Send me some questions. Send us stuff on Twitter. Send us stuff in, in email at MLSFantasyBoss or email MLS Fantasy Boss as well. Send these guys stuff. Want to know what you guys are thinking. Want to know what you guys want to know so we can give you the content that you want. And, hey, if you send us some really good questions or if we get a lot of the same questions, I'll even make it a topic in one of my MLS newsletters that you guys can subscribe to by going to the MLS Soccer website and searching for newsletters to sign up there for the fantasy news tips in your inbox. So thank you guys so much for uh, those tips and recommendations. Any closing comments before we get into our plugs? I hope everyone had a happy May the 4th. That's right. That's right. Came so <laughs> close. It did pretty decent at, at Star Wars trivia with my wife. She knew several answers and uh, and uh, really helped out, especially with her knowledge about the Notorious B.I.G. So <laughs> it, it worked. Don't worry. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Let's knock everything off with our plugs. Kyle. Uh, first of all, I'll plug the article that I write for MLS Fancy Boss on every week. Uh, if you're looking for value options, differentials, budget options, I do tend to include those in the article. Um, tonight was more, you know, who I see as the top end guys. The article will have more of that information. Uh, and then also plug um, at the dummy run on Twitter. Like I read that earlier, he does all of our numbers. It's really allowed me to elevate the article this year where I don't spend my time crunching numbers. He's got it all automated, which is wonderful. 
And then uh, also MLSCheatSheet.com, um, really great website. They have all the bonus point information there. And I really think that's what's turned my season around to this point. So go take a look. All right, Mike. Um, well, you can follow me at Twitter, uh, at Mike.Tiger, where you can see me posting um, nervous gifs as Manchester City tries to give me a heart attack. Um, you can also use the hashtag at MLS Injury News to retweet um, injury news. I, I've been using that. So if more people can do that, we can kind of make it more of a community thing uh, and get more information out there. Um, and since we're talking about Dummy Run, I'll also plug the Outfield. It's a great tactics blog. Uh, the Dummy Run has has been running. So if you're a fan of uh, Kyle and, and Dummy Run's numbers, uh, a lot of that information goes for New York centric. So you don't have to listen to my stupid opinions. You can listen to read smart people um, with tactical knowledge actually talk about New York City. So uh, go ahead and check them out. And, of course, as for me, you can check out all the stuff over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Also, don't forget to stop by the Discord chat. It's free. There's great people in there. Uh, soccer conversations throughout the whole week, MLS and not, as well as fantasy content for how to improve the game. Uh, head over to r slash fantasy MLS to check out the tips there. Ask questions. Post your team. Get feedback. Uh, that's what that community is for. You can also check me on the radio uh, on Sirius XM. I usually come on every week with, with Jason Davis and talk about fancy soccer. For these big double game weeks, probably won't do that this week uh, because so many teams playing it, it, it's teams are mostly set. But most Fridays you can catch me on the radio talking fantasy right there. So send us your questions. Let us know what you want to hear. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck. <laughs>